Welcome to the first episode of Friday to Friday. Thank you for listening. My name is Jackson Haskins. Joining me is Jason Rubalata and Carter Dobo. We're going to drop about one podcast a week where we discuss the most recent projects dropped on the recent Friday, along with other rap headlines from the week. And then we will preview upcoming projects for the week to follow. Uh, We'll throw in some other random fun rap segments in there for you. And that is that. To uh, What we're going to do on this episode is review Future's recent drop, High Off Life, Polo G's recent drop, The Goat, uh, a couple singles from Trippy Red, Party Next Door, uh, and then The Reason, Schoolboy Q single, and then we will preview Gunna's album, which is dropping this Friday, titled Wanna. So first off, Future dropping High Off Life on Friday. We had three singles leading up to it, Life Is Good, which shot up to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 charts, Future's biggest track of his career. They dropped a remix to that song featuring DaBaby and Lil Baby. Then we had Tycoon dropped in early April. Those three songs, along with 18 new tracks, made up this project from Future, High Off Life. From an overall viewpoint, what did you guys think? Uh, so overall, I thought it was a solid project by Future. Um, definitely there were some standouts and there were some other ones that kind of, you know, just there, skip over. Um, honestly, to start out the album, he had a really strong start with, I'd say the songs Touch the Sky, Solitaires, and Riding Strikers. All three of those had, you know, unique flows, unique beats. I really like how uh, Future uses his voice and his vocal inflections to uh, add something different to the table compared to some of these other tracks. And overall, um, solid start, and I think he did an overall well job throughout the entire album. Yeah, Future has a very distinct sound. Uh, it's not for everybody, but definitely, he, he always talks about drugs, women, um, sex, stuff like that. It's something that Future's going to talk about in every album. This album, I know, he mentioned was going to be a, something new and a, a preview for his new music in the future. But he does get caught up talking about that same, those same three subjects of drugs, uh, sex, and woman throughout the album. Uh, great beats, I think, ATL Jacob, 808 Mafia. There were some great uh, beats throughout this uh, album. Uh, good features from, I feel like, Lil Uzi Vert and Travis. Huge disappointment on Harlem Shake with Young Thug. So much potential there, especially after Super Slimy that dropped a few years ago. But... Overall, it was a decent album. Yeah, so let's start at the top. Um, The first three tracks had a lot of energy with uh, Trapped in the Sun, High Tech Tech, Touch the Sky. Um, Yeah, he came in with a lot of energy. And something that Future did in this track or this album, at least in the beginning, that I hadn't really seen from Future in the past is uh, the manipulation of his voice and his vocals. Um, Using a lot of different tones, even though his lyrics can sometimes be repetitive his ability to inflict his inflect his voice in different ways made it seem so the repetition wasn't really annoying. It was more uh, interesting. It kept the track flowing. Uh, in Touch the Sky, he hit some notes uh, that I hadn't really seen from Future before. Um, you know, usually he 
is one of the leaders of the the mumble rap community. Um, you know, not really worried about the the melody of his flow, but at, at least in Touch the Sky, he was hitting a lot of uh, a lot of high notes, especially with the one line um, with the with the Jimmy Choo shoes, uh, which he mentioned like three times in the first five tracks. I didn't know that he was that into Jimmy Choo shoes. Um, but yeah, the first three tracks brought a lot of energy and, and got me excited for the other for the for the rest of the project. And then the fourth track was the one with Travis. So a good start. And then you know the song with Travis is going to be tough. Um, they've had a few good uh, tracks in the past. First off, off of Wizard last year was a hit for for Future. Uh, even going back to thirty five hundred. What did you guys think of Solitaires? Uh, so, uh, yeah, Solitaires was definitely uh, very cool. I really, of course, Travis on there. It's going to be a really good song. I can definitely imagine seeing this one that's played the most probably at parties, you know, to get people hyped. Um, I really like the, the, all the woos and stuff like that. <laughs> definitely the, uh, the auto-tune on Travis was super smooth. And same on Future as well, even though their uh, Future's delivery was quite rough, you know, and definitely uh, very interesting. Once again, with the song, uh, the vocal inflections were something that was really interesting. Uh, the most uh, significant parts of this song where he used these vocal inflections was probably the one part where he was talking about getting the pussy juicy, which uh, shouts to him for doing all that, you know. Good bang-up job. Uh, can't knock him. Um, and then also the final Travis verse was awesome. Um, I liked every part of it. Yeah. Yeah, Travis and Future have really distinct sounds, so it's always interesting when they got an album together. Uh, again, like Jackson said, 3500, Unicorn Perp. I, I'm a huge fan of those songs. Um, one other thing about their lyrics is that whenever, I think it was towards the middle, but whenever Travis and Future, on the last word, they would always drop it down from a higher pitch to a lower pitched sound at the very end, and I thought that was really cool. I thought that was kind of old Travis, to be honest, going back to when he was... Uh, doing Days Before Rodeo. Uh, verse two from Future, I love the way he came in. I thought it was really energetic. Um, I prefer his high-pitched kind of voices, uh, his more melodic tone than his super deep, where you can barely understand, but I thought it was a really great song. Uh, Travis had one line, he says, I keep an Air Max pump on me, no not 270s. Um, you know, talking about his his Nike deal, um, you know, keeping a pump on me, not the, not the shoe, talking about having a, shotgun on him. Um, I think that's one of the best Nike Adidas lines ever. You know, you always see guys trying to rep one of those sides. And I thought that was a, a smart way for, for Travis to, to rep his Nike gang. Um, I want to go back real quick uh, to high tech tech, just because we're talking about specific lines. Um, if future goes, I'd be down in Houston like Kareem. I'm a rocket. No, sense. made no sense. I don't understand. That. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think you meant to say Hakeem, but <laughs> I, I, I would hope he meant to say Hakeem. It's got, it's got. Like, there's, there's or no is other it, way. or is it Kareem Hunt, the Toledo Rocket? Shout out Maxion. Do you think he even knows where Kareem Hunt went to college? Does he know that Toledo exists? <sighs> I'm gonna I give him the benefit but of the doubt. I mean, <laughs> Kareem being like a top three, top five NBA player in history, like he's, he's got to come be, on. He's got to be to... shouting out H Town here. <sighs> That that's not one you can mess up. That yeah. was, I stick. No more no more sports lines anymore for future. Yeah. That, one other point about high tech tech. Future is not a lyrical genius. He has famous. He has very famous catchy one liners, and I think that's chosen this song. Sometimes it's really good, and I think it wasn't high tech tech. And sometimes it's really bad, like in Harlem Shake, where he says two words and then the word a for the entire song. Yeah, that that was a rough track. We'll get to it. Um, 
but the fifth track, Ryan Strikers, I thought was interesting. Uh, the the beat switch, that was um, something that I hadn't really heard from from Future in a while. That that creativity. What did you think, Carter? Honestly, Ryan Strikers was definitely one of the standout songs on this album because of the beat switch. Um, Future's delivery was solid throughout. You know, talking about similar things. Um, you know, drugs. You know, uh, committing crimes. Right. Felt more about like robbing a bank or something like that. You could kind of feel it. Um, the first beat kind of made me feel like I was being chased and it brought that energy, which was very cool, you know. Um, and then the second beat kind of, you know, slowed it down. Kind of, it sounded like it was going in reverse a little bit. Um, but honestly, one of the interesting things I thought about the second beat specifically was it kind of sounded like SpongeBob to me. It kind of reminded me a little bit. Just some the way it was going, just because, I don't know, just the way the notes were hitting. It reminded me of like one of those SpongeBob songs that are like in a cutscene. Yeah, I don't know if SpongeBob was ever, you know, robbing a bank and shooting Actually, people he up was, with his squad. He but... was robbing a bank. He had a song. Oh, that on. is true. And uh, put the money in the bag. Put, What's what was the line in the future song? Put money in bag. I guess that is kind of close. So maybe there is a correlation between, between the Ryan two. Strikers and, and SpongeBob. He could have gotten inspiration from that specific SpongeBob episode. Shouts to uh, Miss Puff for going to jail for that too. We might have to bring him on and, and ask him for that. I definitely think if he, uh, if he had SpongeBob. And, yeah. Yeah. Not not like his. Uh, I mean his he, experience in in ATL or anything. Let's like that. be real. He's got a lot of kids, which we'll talk about later. True. Um, and maybe he gets inspiration from what his kids are watching, too. You know, maybe he's a really good father. Maybe. I, I, I don't think he spends much time with his kids. I don't know if he is a great father. But um, <laughs> uh, <coughs> between the next three tracks, six through eight, one of my posted with demons, hard to choose one. Jason, which one of those, or if all of them did, uh, stuck out to you most? I would have to say hard to choose one. I mean... Not for a good reason. I wasn't a huge fan of either of one of my uh, Posted with Demons or Hard to Choose one. None of them were crazy to me. Uh, and Hard to Choose one doesn't change tone at all throughout the entire song. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of Future when he does that. I like when he gets the beat switches, the voice switches, and uh, six through eight, none of them were really hits to me. Yeah, Hard to Choose one I felt like was pretty predictable. The beat drops were predictable. The flow was predictable. I actually liked one of my... Um, I really fucked with that beat. Um, I feel like it was repetitive, but he, he did switch his, his tone up. I felt like, you know, he sounds like future. Then he sounds like thugger. Then he goes deeper then he goes higher. So even though he's saying one of my, every single line, I think it does give some variation to it. Uh, I think that's going to be like a, a song that's, that's played for the squad. It's a big, I, I think that's going to be a, like a, a party song. Um, in my opinion, uh, Carter, did you like any of those three? Uh, yeah, out of these three, it was actually pretty easy to choose for me, uh, and I chose Hard to Choose as the best of these three songs. Just, uh, although it was kind of similar to one of mine, just his delivery, it was kind of repetitive, you know, kind of had that same, uh, the way he was flowing on it. Um, but I definitely liked his voice over this beat the best. Um, one of mine was solid, but, uh, once again, it just fell short from compared to Hard to Choose. And one interesting thing about the song uh, one of my was that it kind of sounded like someone was knocking on a door in the background. You just kept hearing that over and over again. And I thought that was kind of interesting, you know, just, uh, yeah, a little thing. So I actually want to backtrack a second, going back to Ryden Strikers. I don't know if either of you noticed the uh, TV news clip that he kind of used at the beginning of that second the beat. switch, yep. yeah. Yeah, it kind of gave off that Kendrick Lamar intro of Damn. Or, Blood. Yeah, Blood or the song. Yeah, no, I, I, I kind of took the... 
I found the same similarity. Yeah, same thing with Logic on gang related. I, I actually really like when rappers do that. They get the news clip and then they come in with a hard song. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. But. Yeah, I think Kendrick's was much more philosophical, talking about yeah. you know racism and, and mm -hmm. how rap is influencing crime, whereas yep. Future was talking about, you know, I'm getting ready to go ride a bank. Yeah, his typical rob a things. bank. I mean, yeah, right. So, I mean, but yeah, I do like that, that, uh, that inclusion there. Um, Next two tracks, we have two features. One from Young Boy NBA, one from Young Thug. You would think with how often Future has worked with Young Thug, you know, you got Super Slimy, you have other tracks, Relationships, Supmate. They just worked on uh, D4L with Drake. Um, I, I mean, Young Boy NBA and Future have, they've worked with it, uh, together in the past a little bit, but not nearly as much as Thugger. So you'd expect Harlem Shake to be the better track of the two. What did you guys think between those two tracks? Um, Harlem Shake was very weird. Very weird to listen to, especially with uh, Young Thug's feature. It was very choppy. It didn't really seem on beat at all. And uh, it was just a hard listen compared to some of the other stuff Future and Young Thug have done in the past, which has been honestly really, really good and really entertaining. Um, with that being said, Future on this track was solid. Um, I, I actually would have enjoyed this track a lot if uh, Young Thug wasn't on here and it was just Future. And also, just the way the beat uh, sounded, I feel like ASAP Rocky would have actually been a really good feature on this. So uh, I would have liked to hear heard him instead. Yeah, Harlem Shake was really disappointing in my opinion. But going to Trillionaire, um, we mentioned NBA and, and uh, Future have worked a little bit together in the past. Actually, one of my favorite songs is Right or Wrong, which is on uh, NBA's album Until Death Call My Name, which was a long time ago. But the alternating lines in Trillionaire, they feed off each other's energy, I think, really well. And I think NBA is much better when he has a more melodic tone to his rapping, which I think he really did in this song. And I actually hope to see them together more in the future. Yeah, people don't really understand how difficult it is to go line for line like Future and NBA did. Uh, they showed great chemistry and really gave off a great sound. I thought Trillionaire was a solid track. Definitely one I'll go back to. Um, both of them talking about their rags to riches situations. Um, I did find it funny that NBA was rapping about Atlanta a little bit, um, just because that's, you know, Future's experience. Uh, NBA kind of, I mean, he grew up in Louisiana, didn't really have much connection to Atlanta till his drug charge there last year, but uh, I did think it was an interesting track. Harlem Shake was a disappointment for me, kind of the first definite skip on the album. Um, and then we, but that's 10 tracks in, we still got 11 more. So 21 tracks even though there are a couple disappointments, you still got a lot more to look forward to. Um, let's look at the next three tracks. We've got Up the River, Pray for a Key, and Too Comfortable. Which one, if any, stood out to you guys? All three great beats, but I, I don't know what to say about these three. I mean, Future, I feel like they're all very much, very similar. Future has that same kind of tone, same kind of message for each three songs. Uh, nothing jumps out to me. There was a little more melody and pray for a key, um, but that's pretty much all I can say about those three. Uh, overall, I agree with you, Jason. Uh, they were all kind of similar in the way he delivered it. It was more low-key compared to some of the other songs. Um, the one that stood out for me the most uh, was pray for a key, just because I think his low-key delivery fit the best over this beat. Um, but overall, yeah, not much to say about these. Of the three, I preferred Too Comfortable. I really like the Southside beat on that one. It's his fourth track, Southside's fourth track on the album. Um, I, I, yeah, I really like that beat. The chorus was simple. He kind of let that beat ride out for a little bit. Um, 
that was my favorite on this on the track. Great song, good beat, good flow is what I wrote. Uh, Pray for a key I liked. Again, he was hitting some notes which we haven't seen Future do. Up the river, not the not the biggest fan. Nothing I, crazy I, about I that. I kind of wish it went down the river. And, <laughs> I don't want to hear it again. Whatever, all right. Yeah, I think all, the, all no. those are skips for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, number fourteen. All bad featuring Lil Uzi. Uzi coming off one of the, the biggest albums of the year with Eternal Take and Lil Uzi Vert versus The World 2. Um, you know, they've worked in the past, most notably um, Too Much Sauce, so the DJ Esco beat. I felt like that one worked a lot, so I was looking forward to All Bad. And to me, it flopped. Um, you know, the first 30 seconds or so, it's a playful beat. It sounds like an Uzi song. Whenever Uzi's rapping, hook or the the verse i think he does well over the beat he's floating over it just like he normally does with this type of beat and then i don't think futures flow really fit this beat you know you know they can work together they have in the past but i just don't think this beat was in futures range kind of sounded to me like something that maybe was meant for lilzy vert versus world 2 and and didn't cut it and so we threw it onto this album what did you guys think it just sounds like a song made for Uzi, doesn't it? I mean, it's purely an Uzi beat. I feel like it's something, it sounds like stuff that he's done in the past and stuff that he's done on his previous albums. Um, I was expecting a bit more, especially after they're tweeting each other, talking about how talking about how good each other <laughs> was. I thought I was going to get a little bit more off that. But um, I thought they had okay back and, back and forth verses. Again, I, I wish it was a little bit more on this track. I thought it was kind of cool to see uh, Future try and fit in with Uzi's style. You know, it's always cool when an artist that doesn't typically go for some sort of range or some sort of, you know, musical area. We see this a lot with, like, Drake and other artists. They uh, step into something that's a little bit out of their comfort zone. And it was definitely cool to see Future do this. Uh, a couple weird lyrics, uh, a lot about squirrels, which made me kind of confused. Like, I'm chasing nuts like a squirrel. <laughs> I, I don't really... Okay. Um, and, uh, but at least the beat was bouncy and, you know, it kind of had a, uh, different vibe to the rest of the album. And, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this little, uh, differences. Okay. Props to him for trying it. I personally don't think it works, but I mean, to each their own. Um, track 15, in my opinion, worst song on the album, Outer Space Bit. Um, song sucks. Uh, the beat sounds like elevator music. Future has no energy. Um, I'm never going back to this track. Do you guys have a similar opinion, or do you think otherwise? I, I wrote boring underneath uh, my notes. Yeah. And uh, and then I said I like the whoa, 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 whoa. And then other than that, not much. So, <laughs> I, guess I guess I'll go against everybody else here. I kind of like the p little piano beat that he gave. Um, again, Future will do the same thing on every song with the lyrics. Um, but I think the beat the beats really make his songs, and I thought this was a good beat in my opinion, and I thought it was an okay song that I think I'd give a few more listens to. All right. Um, number 16, Accepting My Flaws. This is something we've never really seen from Future. He's pouring his heart out to his girlfriend, Lori Harvey. Um, what did you guys think here? Um, I just thought it was interesting. You know, I think it was a good song for Future to show his uh, vocal range and to explore some different subjects than he has in the past. I think it was a great beat by 808. Give me big Chief Keef vibes in the beginning with the dude just kind of rambling. Um, and then there was a little gospel vibe after, which I was a huge fan of. Um, I think it's another example of a great beat that helps Future. I actually think the lyrics were a little bit better on this one, and that gave him, that made this song, I think, even better than it uh, should have been. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, honestly, overall throughout this project, I think the beats were really strong. 
and that helped Future and definitely some of the uh, some of the songs, and it kind of carried him in some others where he was lacking. Yeah, I felt like the song was really wholesome. Um, you know, it's a love song, and he's he's talking about you know not necessarily the way she looks, or it wasn't about it like a, it wasn't a sex song. It was more about how you know she's accepting his flaws. She likes him for for who he is, uh, despite his struggles in the past with with drugs, and um, I, I felt like the lyrics were were really wholesome. Up until he says, uh, I feel it in my bones when you've taken out my semen. Like, <laughs> buddy, you were doing so well. I, I thought I really thought he was going real wholesome. Like, you know, you can picture Lori listening to it and, and really, you know, becoming emotional. And then it's like, come on. Like, the, I felt like that kind of, he took a step back there. But, um, you know, I, I think that was a good song. Um it really gave everyone an inside look into their their new relationship, and um, we'll see if Future continues to to go with this in in the in the future. Um, Seventeen was Life Is Good. Um, you know we don't really have to spend much time here because it was a single. Um, yeah, you know, I I loved it when it came out that 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 night. Um, Drake is great on it. Future's great on it. That beat switch is ridiculous. Rose to number one. Um, do you guys have anything to add to it, or do you want to just move on because it was a single? Uh, I'll just say I liked, I, of course, I liked the Drake part, and it was kind of interesting to see him do something different. I haven't heard him like that before. Um, the future was cool. went a little long, but other than that, um, I really didn't need the remix. But Yeah, I didn't need the remix either. Um, we'll go to it. That's track 21. We'll get there. Um, did you like anything about Life is Good, or was it? I mean, it's a party anthem song. I mean, the songs you're going to hear when you're at a party. Uh, I was actually, a, you know what? The lyrics were a little whatever. Like, I didn't care for them, other than the Drake one where he talks about, I haven't done my taxes, I'm too turned up. <laughs> Don't think that's a great idea. Um, Drake should maybe pay his, tax. yeah. pay his taxes. But, I mean, it, it's going to be a popular sp- song if Drake or Future get on it together. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. The last four tracks to me kind of seemed like it would have been a deluxe version, like the bonus tracks. Um, you've got Last Name, Tycoon, which is a single. Uh, you got 100 Shooters, which has Meek Mill, Doughboy in it. And then you got the Life is Good remix, which features Baby and Lil Baby. What did you guys like about these last four tracks? No, I was never much a fan of Tycoon when it first came out. 100 Shooters, I mean, it was okay. Meek's, Meek's decent on it. I mean, any song with Meek is going to be okay, I feel like. Um, Life is Good Remix, I actually really, really like the very uh, first verse from Future. I know not many people do. Uh, it's a little long in my opinion, but I actually don't mind it. The uh, Baby, the Baby says, again, he's one of those people that says the same thing on every track. Uh, Lil Baby, I feel like he's one of the biggest rappers out there right now. And I actually, I, I'm a huge fan of Lil Baby and I really liked what he did. Um, yeah, I just, I love 100 Shooters, just a great bouncy beat. I love the, uh flute piccolo some some type of woodwind instrument in the back you know that really kept me going throughout the track um and all three of the all three people in that song did a good job um and then uh what was the the yeah the remix the remix um the baby didn't really do anything for me future was all right and then uh i even though little baby kind of sounds the same on every song he always sounds good and i enjoy his music no matter what so. Yeah, I know we're not going to talk about it, but that little baby deluxe version, I, I really like every single deluxe song off that, all in, where he yeah. kind of slows it down in the middle. I mean, little baby is really, really good. Um, 
So you like that, like, kind of off-tune, recorder-sounding beat with 100 Shooters? You know, I, I, I see I a lot it. of rappers use that at least once or twice in an album and, and try that. I don't know how I feel about it. It, it works for me, you know, they all come strong, uh, and honestly, a beat like that just gets me hyped no matter what. Gotcha. It's, just, it's just loud, and it, it just draws me in every time. That flute, piccolo, recorder sound. That Sounds like Mr. Latano's <laughs> fourth grade <laughs> class. That, that, that's, that's future sound. I feel like he's the most known for that sound, so I mean... But it I, gives I, me Rich the Kid vibes, I personally. do feel like Meek fits perfectly on a beat like that, though. True, yeah, me, I felt like Meek Mill was much more energetic on this track than Future was. Kind of felt like he showed out. Or I, I don't think Future really uh, met Meek's energy. I'd love to see that Doughboy's on a track just because I love hearing the, Oh, really? <laughs> uh, that's one of my favorite parts of any track if Doughboy's on it. Um, Doughboy's beat, like, I feel like every single line had an ad lib. You couldn't even understand what he was saying because the ad libs are taking over his verse. Major Cardi vibes. <laughs> but I did like uh, 100 Shooters. Tycoon was a single. We already heard it. I thought it was decent. Um, kind of blew up, though. Um, that's, that's, that's surprising to me because I would never go back to this song. Tycoon? Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest anything. fan. Um, last Name, I felt like, was, was decent. Uh, you know, Future's talking about all the, the women that kind of suckered him into fatherhood for money. Um, you're talking about just fucking him for his name. But then Lil Durk pops up and, like, Lil Durk, nobody wants you for your name, buddy. Like, I felt like he didn't really fit in with the theme of that song that much. Um, but it wasn't a bad track. And then Life is Good Remix, uh, the, I thought the baby's verse was hard. Um, I thought it was all counterfeited by the line where he goes, I know she gonna fuck, I ain't asking. And that's kind of giving some rapey... Rick Ross vibes from Yo You Know. Um, not sure how I feel about that. Didn't know the baby was like that. Um, <laughs> but Lil Baby's verse was good. And um, that's it. 21 tracks. It's a long one. You know, we've seen Future do 20 plus tracks before. Not sure how I feel about it. I prefer 10 to 13 tracks usually on my albums. But, um, you know, it's, it's pretty signature for, for Future to do that. Um, so my least favorite track, if we're looking at an overall perspective, was definitely Outer Space Bit. My favorite track, even though I know he may have tracks with better lyrics, with a lot more, um, you know, variety, I really liked one of my, I just love the beat, uh, that's definitely one that I'll be bumping. Um, my overall score was a 7.0, 7 flat. What about you guys? Favorite song, least favorite song, overall score? Uh, so my least favorite song, uh, I have to agree with you, Outer Space, bleh, didn't, didn't really do much for me, uh, not much lyrically, not much sonically. Um, my favorite song definitely on this album was Touch the Sky, just because that's where I felt like he brought the most out of his voice in these vocal inflections, and that's something I've been harping on the whole time, but it's important because Future uses these to his advantage in this song, and it definitely makes for a fresh track. And uh, these inflections are definitely better on this song than like other songs in the past, like uh, King's Dead, where he does that. <laughs> and it's just like it's just a different and more solid uh, way of doing it. Uh, my least favorite track has to be Harlem Shake. I mean, it has to be one of the most disappointing collabs from those two I've ever seen. I feel like it should have been a song that he prioritized on the album. Thug's so versatile in how he raps. I don't know how you can mess up a young Thug song. Um, favorite song, I guess I'll go a little mainstream with Solitaires. I'm a huge Travis fan. I love the way that they finish off their words, how they drop it from high to really low. 
Future coming back on verse two, super high energy. Lyrics were iffy, as we mentioned earlier, but I mean, I don't think you can, uh, that's not a miss with those two on that one. Overall scores from you two? I'd probably <clears throat> give it a 7.5, a little bit more than you. I'd give it a 6.0. 6.0. All right. I did like Touch This Guy too, Carter. Um, the the line, yeah, I've been in the bando with the chick. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It, that, Whenever he does that little, like, by like, Jimmy Choo, Sando. Right, like that's, that's probably waver. my favorite. Yeah, that's probably my favorite line in the whole, that favorite part in the whole album. Um, solid. I think it was one of the best ones we've seen from Future, personally, just based on the variety that we've seen from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so speaking of Future, uh, Mother's Day was this past, or two weekends ago. Shouts to the moms out there. <laughs> Thank you. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Future's got a lot of uh, baby mamas, as as we know, uh, taking a lot of um, criticism for it. And I don't know if you guys saw his, his Twitter feed, but yeah, he thanked them all. And so we are going to read all six of them and uh, give some comments. So he starts with, Happy Mother's Day, India. Such a great mother and always putting the kids first. You keep me sane and I'm forever grateful for you. Thank you. Wholesome, right? Good start. It's nice. Good start. That, like, if, if you've got one tweet to thank, I, I feel like that's pretty good. Then he got another one. Thanks for holding my prince down, Brit. Your love for your kids is amazing, and I thank you for staying on top of the business. Happy Mother's Day. Another wholesome one. At this point, you know, people are commenting, and they're like, dude, you got like eight more of these. Uh, happy Mother's Day, C. Baby future is life. Appreciate you. Russell Wilson punching the air on that one. Uh, Savage comment. T- tough look. <laughs> The fourth one is the one that gets me. My son Cash Mother, real one. Cut from a different cloth. Happy Mother's Day, baby K. Bruh, you don't know her name? <laughs> My son Cash Mother. I don't know if that baby K at the end is something, but... I mean, <laughs> like, come on. It, it, it seems like they're getting less informal, or less, <laughs> less formal as they go along. If you mention one by name, you gotta mention them all by name. Yeah. Show one, show all. It does, he out- know, but, does he not know the name? He may just not know her name. I don't think he's that out of touch. I just don't. He's got to have contact. That's a lot of tweets somewhere where he knows it. It's not my my son Cash Mother. That's not the contact name. <laughs> he had a lot to send out. He's trying to keep it as close <laughs> as possible. <laughs> All right, we got two more. Joey, thank you for being an incredible mom. You holding it down. Real one, stay solid. Happy Mother's Day. Another nice fine one. one. Last one, Paris. Your mom deserve it. Happy Mother's Day, mommy. Again, don't know the mom's name. You know the kid's name. Your mom deserve it. Happy Mother's Day, mommy. I like to, I like how it started out very like very wholesome. Like, kind of like accepting my flaws. It starts out really wholesome, and you get these nice you know line, shouting out to the all those moms out there, all the baby moms. But uh, yeah, then it just starts to get more. Uh, hey, shouts to you. <laughs> See you whenever. That has to be one of the funniest things I've seen on Twitter all year. <laughs> so much stuff has been, been put out during this coronavirus. That has to be one of the best things I've ever seen, that thread of tweets. Maybe we'll get uh, 10 baby mama tweets next year. We'll see. He's got he's to up his, up his game That's there. That's the goal. All right. Uh, we're moving on to Polo G's album. Titled The Goat. Kind of, I, I, I don't know how I feel about that title. This is his second album. And, I mean, doesn't really, other than, like, pop out doesn't really have a, a hit song but um we'll see uh, he had three singles heartless which is all the way back from september with uh dj mustard don't know how i feel about putting a song from that long ago on this album uh go stupid the one with stunner for vegas and nle choppa that was 
popularized on TikTok. And DND was also a single. Uh, from an overall perspective, what did you guys think of the GOAT? You know, I feel like with Polo G, it's similar to Future. I think you either like him or you don't. He's a mix of a little melodic and trap rap. Um, I, I'm, I actually like Polo G. One of my favorite songs in the album is definitely Heartless with Mustard, even though it came out a long time ago. Uh, great beat. Polo seems pretty... Um, I, I like the melody that he has on it. I think it's a pretty good song overall. Martin and Gina, same thing. Um, Go Stupid is just an awful song. Yeah, Go Stupid... I don't know. I love the Polo G part. If you can put Peja Stojakovic into a into a line, like that verse is already goaded. I mean, top five shooter of all time, by the way. I'm not gonna argue with that. Um, so I, I think his flow is pretty hard. Um, but he, then you he, got go ahead. He definitely comes in hard. I mean, the Polo starts really hard, but Stun of Four Vegas is ass. Horrible. And Enoli Chapa was bad too. If you think Stun of Four Vegas is a, Anywhere remotely close to a okay rapper. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Son of Four is awful. This the song definitely proved that Polo G was tiers above Stunna and, and Enoli Joppa. Yeah, I don't think Enoli's bad too. I mean, Enoli's got some bangers. Uh, walk him down. I mean, Enoli is going to be better in the future. I don't mind him right now, but Polo's way above them. Uh, this album, I, I haven't really listened to much of Polo G before, so, you know, this was kind of like an introduction for me. Um, and it wasn't bad. I really like his, uh, melodic style. You know, I think that's definitely becoming a trend nowadays, um, with some newer age rappers. Um, a lot of, uh, I liked how there was a lot of NBA references. There's a lot of, like, different players' stuff scattered all over this. Like, you got, you know, on, uh, Trials and Tribulations, you got shout out to Kobe. Um, on... 21 there is a Kendrick Nunn shout out which I was like that's that's weird has to be one well, of those random shout yeah, outs. All right, yeah, but, there, there but, aren't a lot of these man. so he referenced he's from Chicago <laughs> and the whole album it's it's the whole theme is a rags or riches album talking about Definitely. his his struggles as a kid um you know with with violence growing up in the streets um mental illness you know talking about being molested by his aunt uh, all sorts of struggles in in Chicago He's mentioning Scottie Pippen. You're mentioning Derrick Rose. You've got a lot of Chicago legends. And what does it say where you can easily go with Kendrick Dunn? None. Who spent... Yeah. Kendrick Nunn. No, right, he, no, he no, said he Kendrick Nunn. But you could have just easily Chris, said Kendrick... Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn. <laughs> you could do Chris, Chris Dunn. Dunn right there. There's a person playing in the city. Ex- exactly. He's a shit Like, it still fits. Still rhymes. What I was thinking was I thought Kendrick Nunn was, like, 21. Like, I, I didn't know what his jersey number was. I looked it up. It's 25. So there's even less. Well, 21. It's because it was his, he just turned 21. Gotcha. That's what I, that... I figured there was some similarity, similarity if he was shouting out Kendrick Nunn. But no, no, maybe Kendrick Nunn's the new uh, NBA player that they all start shouting out. So, I mean, I, he's, he's getting better. I, I guess they like the 24-year-old rookies. I don't know. Yeah, um, G League NBA, baby, rags to riches. How, how do you guys feel about like, I, like in the song Thirty Three, like uh, she said, talk about uh, Scottie Pippen. You know, he shouted out Scottie Pippen. How do you feel about like NBA, like these rappers saying like a line and then just saying an NBA player? Like I got like eight shots in the Glock, Kobe. <laughs> I mean, because I feel with, like with it the lines you lot. just mentioned, I I don't I don't know how I feel about it, but I mean, I feel like this, the the Scotty references were fine. I felt, I felt like it fit. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm not really a fan with putting, you know, a legend like Kobe and trying to 
reference, you know, how many bullets you got, how how large your clip is. But I mean, I I don't mind guys shout, shouting out, shouting out NBA players. And I think it always helps to do that because, especially you know, guys that are still in the league, guys like Kendrick Nunn, because um, they hear that and they're gonna like it and possibly tweet it out, promote it, and you're gonna get more. Um, acknowledgement from you know different demographics that you haven't really touched yet. Um, yeah, I don't see a problem with it. Yeah, NBA and rap are really closely related. I mean, it, there's so many references to LeBron, KD, Steph. I mean, it only makes sense that they're gonna finish some of these uh, lines with a with a basketball player or incorporate basketball players' names into it. I don't see any problem with it. It's been happening for a long time now. I feel like they've been doing that forever. Um, I feel like it was football at first, like back when NWA used to do it. But um, yeah, no problem with the basketball references. As a whole, I really like the Polo G album. The kid's 21, so you got to remember how young he is. And for him to be able to have such a great understanding and comprehension of what he grew up with, um, his ability to turn his experience into lyrics at this young age is incredible. Uh, talking about, you know, rags to riches and drugs and, um, you know, he, even love, you know, with the with Martin and Gina and um, beautiful pain, you know, the two of those songs. Um, yeah, he shows a great understanding. He, you can definitely see uh, his relationship with Juice World. Um, Rest in peace, Juice. With yeah, uh, yeah with a um, with Flex, the one with Juice, and uh, Twenty One. He he mentions Juice saying, "Can't relapse off these drugs, man." Rip to Juice. We was tweaking off them perks. I popped my last one with you. Um, it's crazy. They were great friends, you know, live 15 minutes away from each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he has great lyricism at 21, being able to turn his experiences into lyrics. I, I, that's something I really love in rap when you, you, you know, you're not rapping about, you know, random shit. You're rapping about what got you there. Um, Polo G is definitely on the rise. Polo G is going to be around for a long time. I agree. Um, Beautiful Pain was personally my favorite track. Um, talking about you know losing the one he loves, great lyricism. Um, that I love that song. It's a Murder Beats um, production. Uh, that was my favorite song. Martin and Gina was another great love song. Um, but again, like we just talked about Future, where he's talking, he he has this great love song going. It's real wholesome. And then Future talks about how you know I love the way it feels when you take out my semen. Like, Martin and Gina starting out, it's a nice, playful beat. Um, it's soft. You know, you, you can tell he's really going to open up his heart. And then the second line is, girl, I can't wait till I get home to fuck the shit out of you. <laughs> like, dude, second line? Like, <laughs> come on. Like, I mean, the rest of the song, like, lyrics are great. It's it's romantic. But, bro, keep it in your pants. I don't I don't know. What did you think, Carter? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, I think... Uh... It's it's funny how they, uh, they, you know, you get this emotional connection and then, you know, straight back to physical again, you know. But, hey, I guess you can touch on all aspects of love, I guess. But uh, the song I liked off of this album uh, kind of fit with you guys, you know, with the, the things he's talking about, you know, has come up, his struggles. I like Trials and Tribulations because I think that was the song that, for me, it touched best on uh, these topics of him growing up and, you know, fighting his way um, to where he is now. And, uh, yeah, I also like the, you know, shout out to Kobe, you know, and throughout mm -hmm. this project, he shouts out all these people that have passed on. And I definitely, all these people who definitely provided inspiration for him on his way um, to, you know, being a musician. 
Yeah, I think Harless has got to be my favorite on here. I'm a huge Mustard fan ever. I mean, Perfect Ten was probably the first real Mustard that I listened to, but I mean, I thought those were all hits on Perfect Ten, especially Balling with Roddy Rich. Um, that was a great album that he produced, and I really hope to see Polo G and Mustard together more in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, definitely one I want to mention, too, is the last track, Wishing for a Hero, with BJ the Chicago Kid. He uses the beat, uh, changes the, the Tupac song, the classic one, you know, talking about oppression with, with black Americans in, in modern America, you know, referencing MLKJ, Malcolm X. Uh, you know, the line that stuck out to me was, uh, Rip Malcolm, I promise to conquer and fill them gaps. Um, I thought that was a creative uh, twist on, you know, being able to talk about a serious topic, but you know, still being able to fit it into a song and make it entertaining. Um, I thought he did that throughout the entire song. You know, he's talking about um, mental illness and, and relentless, talking about depression. Um, this is a mature kid for his age. You know, he's just on, he's just in the XXL freshman class. Um, definitely on the rise, and I'm looking forward to, to hearing from him in the future. Um, my favorite song, again, was Beautiful Pain. My least favorite was Chinatown, but that's still one I'll go back to. It's not, I didn't really have a track that was a skip every single time, one that I hated. Um, my overall score was a 8.0 flat, an entire point higher than Future's album. Um, we'll see what Polo G can do in the future. And um, yeah, the best, uh, best album I heard this weekend. Uh, yeah, so the song that I uh, I agree I didn't like Chinatown that much, and the thing was I was when I first heard the beat I was getting excited because I kind of like this you know like uh, I don't even know how to describe it what it's Chinese inspired beat I don't know it has that just the atmosphere that it creates, but uh, yeah he just it kind of fell flat for me um, in his delivery and just overall wouldn't go back to that track again. Um, my rating for this album I'd uh, give it a seven out of ten. I liked uh, just uh, what he was talking about. I like how it was a good, it was just a good uh, way of him describing his struggles and how he came up. Uh, and I like his delivery and uh, it was definitely a good introduction for me into his music, but uh, uh, has some room to grow. Mm -hmm. I'll make it a perfect three out of three. Chinatown's definitely my least favorite on the, uh, on the album. You know, I, this is the first real Polo G. I mean, this was only second his second album. It's the first one that I listened to entirely. Um, I, I always liked Polo G as a feature on songs. I remember him on Lawyer Fees with G Herbo. That was a really good song, really melodic from Polo G there. And I feel like he kind of continued that on this album. Um, definitely Heartless, one of my fa favorites. I'll be listening to that for a long time. Uh, I'm going to agree with Jackson and go with an 8.0 flat, two points higher than Future in my opinion. Um, he's got a lot of room to grow. And Polo's going to be around for a really long time. Agreed. All right. We've got two more singles. Well, not two more. Two singles to talk about. We just talked about two projects. Uh, two big singles. We got one from Reason and Schoolboy Q titled Pop Shit. That was one of my favorite songs from this weekend. Um, if you can put Giannis Antetokounmpo into a line, I mean, you got to get props for that. Uh, Smino did it in his uh, single Tempo a couple weeks ago. Um, and I thought that that was impressive and then now we've got reason doing the same thing um it was a dark beat and i think reason's gritty voice really matches well with that um the cow banks beat and then it's a first we've heard from schoolboy q since crash talk and i thought he killed that too uh what did you guys think uh yeah i thought i really liked uh schoolboy q's feature i i, I overall i'm a big schoolboy q fan um 
the song, I think uh, overall I enjoyed it. Um, the one place where I thought it could be a little better for Reason, uh, I don't really like his hooks that much. I think a lot of his hooks are just kind of, you know, mundane. Mm -hmm. But his verses do come very hard and uh, have a lot of depth to them. So I think, yeah, overall, good track. Um, I would listen to it again. But also, I think it would have been awesome if there was some Kendrick ad-libs on here. Just because <laughs> as you, uh, Yeah, yeah that's true. Can't go wrong with that. So Reason's a part of TDE too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mind TDE. Um, Kendrick's definitely the best out of all of them. I think that's a common, right. common yeah. knowledge. Um, this is really the first track that I've really listened to Reason at all. Uh, Schoolboy, obviously, a lot of, a lot of solos, a lot of albums. I, I like Schoolboy. He does have kind of that one sound. I don't think he really switches it up that much. Um, I, I thought it was an okay song. Uh, definitely one I'd listen to again. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reason's been uh, pretty busy this this 2020. He uh, dropped Showstop, um, which had you know some Kendrick ad-libs at the beginning of the year. Uh, he's got Trapped In, which had Boogie and Absol in it. Might Not Make It was a, was a solo single. He appeared on the deluxe version of the Revenge of the Dreamers album. Um, you know, I saw Reason live a couple years ago. He opened for Jid, um, very strong. Uh, I do agree, Carter. His sometimes his hooks can be a little bit mundane. I think he's much better in a verse. Um, but I, I don't know. He's been dropping a lot of music, and a lot of them have some TDE guys. So I'm curious to see if this is a song that's going to be on a, a Reason uh, solo project, or if it's going to be. Uh, part of a, a top dog project that's been rumored. Um, you know, you saw Dreamville drop Revenge of the Dreamers three, and it really uh, it, it hit hard and put a lot of young guys that didn't really have a name for themselves on the map. And I think Top Dog's definitely interested in doing that. So we'll see what they do in the future. Um, next single, Trippy Red Party Next Door. Two guys I didn't really ever expect to work together. They dropped Excitement. What do you guys think about that track? Uh, this track got me excited, <laughs> like the title says. You know, it was, it was cool to see uh, two guys that haven't really worked together very much. Um, and two dis kind of distinct styles. You know, one's more of a R and b artist in uh, PMB, or P PNB. <laughs> my bad, my bad. Uh, no disrespect. <laughs> and then uh, Trippy is definitely more animated with his voice, and it was cool to see how it actually worked really well. I think they both had good chemistry together. Um, I could have used a little bit more of uh, Party Next Door here because I felt like he had definitely less of a presence. I uh, came in at the beginning and finished out at the end. Um, and also this beat was a star for me just because it was so spacey. It had so much to it and it definitely progressed over time and the way it wrapped up was uh, surprising and very cool for a track that I really wasn't expecting. Yeah, I think Party, Door, Party Next Door's album before the song even came out was surprisingly good. Um, I thought it was a great album. Uh, you know, Trippy has that emo rap kind of style. Party Next Door, like you said, Carter, R&B. I was actually a huge fan of this song. I I'm, a, I'm a Trippy Red fan to begin with, but the way that PND comes in in that very beginning, I think he hits really, really, really hard, actually. I mean, he's pretty, pretty emotional kind of rapper, kind of singer. Um, I, I liked PND. I liked Trippy. I thought it was a really great song. Yeah, uh, I, I liked the beat. I thought it was exciting, it was climactic, but I felt like too many times it cut off and kind of let, like it almost sounded um, like acapella, uh, like what, the, at least the last hook and verse, there wasn't really a, much of a beat. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see, you know, the beat ride out more. Uh, something about Trippy sometimes though, 
the lyrics could be absolute dog shit and he just the emotion and passion in his voice you're gonna have people sing along with it um you know the same type of energy that comes with like fuck love with with x um you know the, the hook it's only in your ocean you call me hosiden in control of your water your love and my trident but there's so much passion when he's saying it like the lyrics are like eh but there's so much passion when he's saying it that you know you can't help but sing along um I think PND was good. I thought personally Trippy um, outshined him. Um, but yeah, their voices are electric together. Um, we'll see if they work again in the future or if this is just a one-time thing. But definitely two voices I didn't expect to hear together. Two voices I definitely want to hear together in the future. So I think they're two really underrated people too. Trippy's super underrated. PND, I mean, he had Recognized with Drake. And then the other one, I can't come, come, and, see, see me. come and see me. Those were two really, really great songs. Even, even Loyal. You know, they honestly, when it's Drake and when it's P and D, it's always good. Tri Trippy, I mean, I think Trippy. I, I love Trippy's albums, uh, whether it's Life Is a Trip or A Love Letter to You, any any of the three of them. Uh, I think Trippy puts out great music, and I think it's slept on. I don't think mm -hmm. Trippy gets enough love. He pours his heart out pretty much in every song. I think his latest album was kind of a miss. Where I think I, I think it was like. Four of the first five songs have the word love in the title. Like, <laughs> little, whatever, like, good for you. Um, but I think Trippy, I would love to see Trippy and PND work together more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think PND is a guy that we're always, we always call him underrated, and every time he drops, we're like, oh, this is going to be the, the project that puts him over the edge. And then every time it's like, it was good, but you know that's not his full potential. Um, kind of like Brent Fiaz is, is a guy that's similar. Like, you know he can do it, he just. Every time you're you're kind of wanting more, um, but I I thought it was a great track. You see that, that <clears throat> academics posted about like most listened to R and B rappers. I think Brent Fiaz was like fifth or something. I I mean, his his recent his recent project um, it was shorter than I would have liked. I liked it, um, but I definitely it's one of those albums where I'm like. You're almost there. You know, ever since he, he, he was on Crew, the Gold Link um, track. Great song. Yep. Um, Fantastic. You know, you've been waiting for him to just rise to the occasion, and he's getting there. You know, there are plenty of fans out there, uh, very underrated. Um, but, yeah, he's another guy that's he's, – he's getting there. That song would have been so much better if Shy Glizzy was <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I agree. Uh, all right, another headline from this past weekend. Drake – released his top five rappers of all time. He's got Biggie, Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Young Tony, and Andre 3000. Um, the biggest thing here is the fact that he didn't have Kanye. Um, you know, a guy that has had so much influence on his life, uh, on his music. Um, you know, Kanye's uh, 808s and Heartbreaks is what really influenced Drake's first studio album. Um, you know, you can, ever since, you can hear a little bit of you know Kanye's influence in there. Um, it it kind of just continues the the pettiness between the two artists. Um, it, it's an ongoing. You know, it sounds like two guys j that just continue to subtweet each other, and they need to grow up. Um, what did you guys think of that? Anything special? I mean, uh, I'm not surprised that Drake doesn't have Kanye on there just because of how petty he is. You know, you can hear it in his lyricism. You can hear it in all the diss tracks that he's had. You know, he throws these subtle jabs in, um, and he's very clever with it. Um, so I'm not surprised that he kind of still has resentment over Kanye, Pusha T, for that whole thing. So, 
you know, picking a top five for best rappers of all time or favorite rappers is, is a hard thing to do. I mean, it, it depends on really what you like, um, the, type, the style of the rapper. I mean, the five that he mentioned, Iconics. I mean, of course. No, no problem with the people that he chose. Um, I don't know. With the, with the Kanye thing, that's tough. I mean, <laughs> Kanye's been really big in his, in his career. All of his albums, huge hits. I'm not a Kanye fan personally, um, but you know that, that's that's for Drake to decide. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe people are reading too much into it. I thought it was interesting. You know, when Drake was young, young, um, you know, he, he, all he did was talk about how much of an influence Kanye was. He was an idol. Um, I think I think top five is also such a limiting thing. That's too, true because there's only five artists that you can pick when there's so many that he's been influenced from over the years that's true but i also think it could have been all right drake what are your top 20 rappers of all time and it he would have put yeah that that would be more talented <laughs> he, definitely he would have put little tj over kanye i, Ooh, I think i don't like that slight at little tj <laughs> no, I, I mean, first first rap all right first rapper that came to my mind it's not a slight on little tj i am a fan of little tj all right lastly that wraps up the last week we're gonna look forward to this upcoming week gonna is dropping his new album, Wanna, on Friday. He also just recently dropped his single, also titled Wanna. Um, what did you guys think of the single? Are you excited for the upcoming album? What are you looking forward to? Are you a fan of Gunna? What do you think, Jason? Gunna is one of my favorite rappers. I love Gunna. People complain about him being kind of monotone, having one sound. But, I mean, if you listen to his last album, Dripper Ground 2, he, he does, he slides pretty much like same kind of pace, but he can lower and raise his voice whenever he wants to, I feel like. I mean, I love Gunna Sound. Wanna was a really great track in my opinion. Um, again, slides on it. I think it's, an, I think it's gonna be a great album. Um, one feature that he, he was a feature on two songs on Slime and B. And, and again, Gunna can pretty much slide on whatever track he gets on. And I think that's what this album's gonna be, is just him kind of, Sliding throughout tracks, raising, lowering his voice. Lyrics aren't going to be anything crazy, but I mean, he did post snippets of uh, a song with Roddy Rich, which is going to be a great song. I mean, Start With Me on Roddy's album was great, a huge song. And then Young Thug went live on Instagram. Uh, Dollars on My Mind sounds awesome. Yeah, Dollars on My Mind is the one I'm looking forward to most. We've been waiting for it for over a year, or almost a year is when Thugger first premiered it on his Instagram Live. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. Wanna, I wasn't the biggest fan of. I've never really been the biggest fan of Gunna. Um, I thought it was a little bit boring. Um, I know he does have the ability to float, glide over some some beats. Um, I kind of felt like Wanna wasn't the case. Um, I think sometimes he's better as a feature. I don't know if he's able to... to you know, carry that over an entire album, doing the hooks and the verses, but like a track like Yosemite, um, where he, I felt like he glides over that. Um, one I wasn't the biggest fan of. Definitely looking forward to the Thugger track, although, you know, Thugger's feature on the future album, maybe maybe I shouldn't be raising my expectations too high, um, but I, I'm not, I, don't, I have low expectations personally, but I do want to hear the, the Thugger track. Uh, you know, young, that song with uh, Young Thug and Future, I think that Young Thug 
verse just has to be an outlier. I mean, Young Thug is so versatile with his voice. I mean, his last album, So Much Fun, was so good. Pretty Agreed. much every song, I feel like, was a banger. Great features. Him and Gunner are really good together, in my opinion. Um, I'm just really hoping for a great album. <laughs> yeah, to go off what you said about Young Thug, I think Young this can definitely be considered an outlier on the future track because uh, he had some solid performances on uh, Nav's album. Um, and that was nice to hear, you know, because we haven't heard from him. You know, we hear from him a lot in singles, but, you know, we haven't heard a project in a while. Um, overall, the Wanna song, uh, I really liked the beat. It was very spacey. I, it, it just made me feel like I was in deep space. And then there was just some cool, uh, they brought in the strings, and it was just cool to see the buildup of the song. Uh, Gun is very consistent. His flow is consistent, and that's probably what I'm expecting the most on this uh upcoming project just uh, his consistency being there and we'll see if that turns into something that's good him and turbo are really good together whenever you hear the run it run it back turbo and then, <laughs> and then gonna i feel like it's gonna be a hit yeah I, I think wanna wanna was a hit i mean everybody has their opinions on it i feel like it is a hit. that and skybox i think skybox is also slept mm -hmm. on i think that's gonna be another one of those singles on the album those two yeah. um those two are great songs in my opinion and whenever you get turbo and gonna which I think most of this album is going to be, uh, I feel like it's going to be great songs. Well, assuming it drops like it's supposed to, this upcoming Friday, you'll hear us review it next week. Uh, probably have three different opinions. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of Gunna, but Jason's a huge fan. Carl will probably have a pretty neutral opinion. Um, so you'll be able to hear all three sides. Uh, so tune in next week to hear that. Other than that, thank you for joining us this week on Friday to Friday. Uh, first episode, let us know what you think, and see you next week. Peace. Peace.